Today's episode of Home Cooked is brought to you by Maple Leaf. They make all their products with only real, simple ingredients, like the kind you'll find in your own kitchen. It's made with the good stuff, so you'll always feel good about the meals you make. Yes, it's Thursday night at Dilo Restaurant in Toronto. In the window for table 29, the sausage, stuff on sausage. Chef and owner Nick Liu is wearing his signature newsboy cap and linen apron. He's standing in the kitchen directing his team, preparing for another busy night ahead. In the window for table 88. I'm going to say we can go on this. It's a big table and they're not eating a lot. Let's go on a pumpkin dumpling and a calamari, please, for 88. It feels warm and elegant in here. The deep turquoise walls have playful gold chinoiserie stencils. The tables have mother-of-pearl inlay, and there are goldfish painted on the floor. Faded black and white photos of Nick's parents and grandparents run the length of the wall. The Chinese-inspired menu offers dishes like jellyfish slaw, crispy Asian greens, and truffle fried rice. Dalo is an homage to the food Nick grew up with. But back when he was starting out as a chef, if you told him that he'd be celebrated for dishes inspired by his Hakka Chinese roots, he would have laughed in your face. That's because Nick spent a lifetime running from this food. But that would all change one day, thanks to his grandma's pork and shrimp wontons. Hi, I'm Sarah Martin, and this is Home Cooked. Every episode of the show explores a family recipe and the story behind it. This week, Nick's Hakka Brown Wontons. It's one of Nick's rare days off. We're at his parents' house cooking. And he's sharing the most popular recipe from his restaurant, his wontons. What are we looking at in front of us right now? All right, so my my parents really actually kind of uh, got all this stuff ready for you guys before we got here. Um, so we've got our ground pork. Um, we have some shrimp, uh, which was uh, deveined and then cut up. We have uh, some green onions. This is um, some pork rinds, which have been fried and then ground up. This is uh, some dried... uh, Nick's parents, Howard and Edie, are at the ready, aprons on, watching as Nick combines all the ingredients in an oversized metal bowl. Oh, okay. So there's some chicken stock, um, which is uh, powdered form, and uh, some cornstarch, some pepper, soy, egg, salt and sugar. There are three cooks in this room. They're all smiling as they take their usual places in the kitchen. And you can feel the tenderness between them. But it took a long time for Nick to get to this place with his parents. And it has everything to do with these wontons. Uh, really, the great thing about this recipe is, I mean, it's from Hakka descent, right? Hakka, my, my mom's Hakka Chinese uh, from South Africa. My name is Edie, or Edith Flew, and I'm Nick's mother. In South Africa, you know, there wasn't as much fresh ingredients as you would have in China, right? So uh, what they did is they substituted a lot of, like, dried shrimp and dried seafoods into their, into their dumplings, which actually really added, like, an amazing umami to the dish. Today we are making about 100 wontons. Uh, I'm Howard, uh, Nick's uh, father. He does the mixing. <laughs> He mixes I do all, all the cutting and, and the mixing. mixing and, yeah. uh, and I'm, I actually make the... Uh, and they 
do the filling. Fill I, the I, I do the wrapping. Yeah. How would you describe that uh, Edie's wrapping? Well, fast, because <laughs> she does it often. That's why. Each week, Nick's parents show up like regular employees to make over 1,000 wontons by hand for Nick to serve at his restaurant. Okay, so let's get going. Tell us okay. what you're going to do. Um, so I've got the pork here, and I'm just going to break it up a little bit um, and then add my shrimp. Uh, basically, all these ingredients are going to go in, and we're going to mix them all up. Hopefully, this bowl is big enough. I've got dried shrimp here. I've got uh, some um, of the fried uh, rinds and... The, uh, the shrimp, the dried shrimp. This is Nick's grandmother's recipe. She taught it to Nick's mom, Edie, when she was a young girl growing up in South Africa. I was probably about eight years old. My mom always used to make a, a, a really big batch of uh, wonton, and so we were four girls in the family, so... We would all be sitting down and making wonton. So when you do something when you're really young, it sticks with you and you just, you know, just carry on. You don't think about it and you just do it. Nick's grandma taught Edie the recipe in her South African kitchen. Decades later, she taught it to Nick here in Canada. I started making these when I was a very young kid. Uh, so, you know, my parents would always be working. Uh, so my grandparents would take care of me and my brother. Um, and me and my brother were pretty much the worst kids. Oh, they used to fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And I think the only way that my grandparents could stop us from killing each other was by making us make dumplings. So we would uh, sit by the TV, we'd watch YNR, and we would make about 100 dumplings. Uh, and then by that time, we were just so exhausted and, I guess, brain-numbed by watching too many, like, uh, <laughs> soap operas. Uh, yeah, we were just, you know, we, we, lost, we lost that... Uh, I guess that anger, and we just didn't want to kill each other anymore. We just ate good dumplings. Hmm. That's a good technique. Edie has already made 45 dumplings. They're neatly folded with perfect consistency, lined up on a baking tray. Nick is standing over the bowl of wonton filling, looking over the ingredients. That's why you just need a little bit of it, right? Because it really adds a lot of background flavor. It makes your, uh, it makes your dish into, like, it makes those flavors, like, you know, kind of go from like one dimensional to two dimensional to three dimensional when you build all these flavors. So, um, and then when you add the textures of like, you know, your onions. That's your, or sorry. Nick was 13 when his family moved out of their small townhouse in Scarborough to a new house in Markham, an affluent suburb north of the city. It was a bigger house. In fact, it was four times the size of their previous house. It had a big backyard and it was a safer neighborhood. It was supposed to be a move up. But for Nick, it was anything but. And it was a massive change from living in Scarborough because I was born in Scarborough and then brought up in Scarborough. And, you know, like there's just a lot of multiculturalism in in Scarborough. Um, And, you know, when we moved up here, it was a lot of farmhouses and a lot of like just fields of corn and um, everyone that I went to school with were like, you know, pretty much like hockey playing white kids. Nick just didn't fit in. It was weird. Like the first time I moved out to Markham was like the first time I ever experienced like racism. Before I moved to Markham, I was, you know, like I was just like everyone else. When I came up to Markham, 
all of a sudden, like I was an Asian kid. Right? Nick left a comfortable place with good friends, and he was upset. They removed me from that and into a place where, you know, they obviously thought was better. You know, it was, you know, safer, was in the suburbs. You know, I could get in the less trouble. But in turn, they, you know, they kind of stripped my identity away. And he started to get into trouble. Big trouble. There was always a lot of tension between, you know, like me and my dad. I was a very difficult kid, like I said. And I was also someone that always did what I wanted. They would give me advice, but I would never take their advice. You know, I was always on my own track. And that used to piss them off. The fact that I didn't listen to them pissed them off. The fact that, you know, I did what I wanted, you know, pissed them off. The the fact that they kept on trying to tell me what I should do with my life pissed me off. Uh, so, th- you know, there was there was a lot of tension. He was butting heads with his parents at home, and things weren't any easier at school. My parents would give me, like, leftovers from dinner, things that I really love, you know, like, when it's dinner time. But when they, you know, when you'd open your lunch and, you know, kids would, like, look at, you know, this red pork, you know, and it didn't smell like anything they knew, um, you know, they would scoff at it, and, you know, they'd look at it funny, you know, they'd, you'd open it up, like, like it didn't even smell, but like, ew, that stinks, right? Uh, you know, kids can be quite horrible when you're younger. Growing up, I just, you know, especially when I moved here, I just, I just wanted to be like everyone else, uh, and I kind of like shunned my Asian heritage. You know what, our kids are, they they don't like to eat home cooking. They always want to eat McDonald's or something, you know. And or I guess... Or Kentucky Fried Chicken, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so the food we cooked, he sort of didn't want to eat. Wasn't interested. He wasn't yeah. interested. Yeah. I'd come home and I'd be like, I was like, you know, like, do I have to eat this tonight? Like, things that I love. Like, do I have to eat red pork belly tonight? Can't, can't, can't you just make me, like, craft dinner, right? Um... So it, it was, I like for a long time, I think I, I didn't really want to be Chinese, you know, because from my experiences, being Chinese was a bad thing. So how did Nick's Chinese heritage go from being such an embarrassment to becoming his main source of inspiration? Find out after the break. A good home-cooked meal starts with good ingredients. That's why Maple Leaf Natural Bacon is made with only the real, simple, natural ingredients that you know and love. Christopher Wall is responsible for all the beautiful photographs associated with the Home Cooked Project. Hi, Chris. Hi, Sarah. Do you have a bacon recipe you'd like to share? Sure. As a father of an athletic son, I need to protein my little fella up before hockey. So after school, before his hockey practices, we usually make bacon and eggs. And I'll tell you, he always finishes the bacon. Thanks for sharing, Chris. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. If bacon is a part of your perfect weekend breakfast, or even part of your after-school routine, try it with Maple Leaf Natural Bacon. It's made with only natural ingredients. It's the taste that makes your family smile, and the ingredients that make you smile. We're back. Nick's move from Markham was tough. He was struggling to fit in, turning his back on his Chinese heritage, and flunking out of high school. I, you know, I acted out, and, you know, I smoked a lot of weed. I was lazy and unfocused, you know. He enrolled in a bird course to complete his high school diploma. And that course had a mandatory day of job shadowing. The night before, I was, you know, smoking some weed, and I was watching TV. Before deliberations begin later, the- Look, popular pie plants pictured here. 
and uh, Brad Long had this little kind of snippet on uh, on CN Tower, and I was watching him cook, and I was like, just kind of like you know zoned out, being like, oh my god, this is so cool, right? <laughs> and like all the food and the noise and the action. Uh, and then when they asked us, you know, to to think of something we'd want to do, I was like, yeah, I'd want to do that. It was Nick's first Eureka moment, watching Brad Long. Long was the chef at the CN Towers 360 restaurant. So Nick asked his teacher to help him line something up. I went there for a day. And, you know, like at the end of, at the, end of the day, me and Brad Long uh, sat in his office and he was just really frank and kind of asked me about my life. And I was really honest with him. You know, I was just like, yeah, you know, Brad, I, you know, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. And I don't, you know, I kind of really fucked up in school and I don't know. I, you know, like I don't know what I, where I'm supposed to be. And he was like, look, I'll give you a summer job, see how you like it. Right. If you like it, we can, you know, we can go from there and kind of give you some advice on where you should go from there. Something clicked. Brad took him under his wing. It was both a creative and structured environment. And it set Nick on his path. For the next 10 years, he worked at some of the finest restaurants in the city. And then he went abroad, searching for new flavors, new techniques, and working under some of the best chefs in the world. When I got into cooking, I searched out French food. And then when I traveled, I searched out all the best restaurants, which were all French restaurants. You know, worked in mission-style restaurants. Nick never thought of the Chinese food from his childhood as being restaurant-worthy. But one night, after working late at a restaurant in London, England, he went back to his aunt and uncle's place where he had been staying. She asked me, you know, like, are you hungry? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually starving. And uh, so she, she pulled out, like, this little stick and a ball of dough, and she started just kind of rolling things out, right, taking more things out of the fridge, mixing some pork with, like, some um, with Chinese scallions, right, making some dumplings, making scallion pancakes, right, putting on some broth. And she had, like, a whole range of, like, little snacks, like, all little dim sum snacks made for me, like, probably, like, five or six different things with a matter of, like, 15 minutes, like, with just a, just bringing out a, a raw bowl of dough and a little stick. It was incredible. And just to watch her move and watch her, you know, like, work with this one thing, like, one piece of equipment, and it was, like... It was like, oh my God, like, you know, I've been like working with some of the best chefs in the world, like some of the most recognized people, people like Heston Blumenthal and Fergus Henderson. And she just like destroyed all of them, in my opinion. Like, this was incredible. I'd never seen anything like that. And that was like, I think one of the first times I was just like, wow, this might be something. Nick was at the end of his stint abroad and on his way back home. His parents picked him up at the airport. You know, my parents were like, would you like to go somewhere out to eat or whatever? You know, like, go somewhere. And uh, I was like, you know what? I just, you know, I'd rather just go home and, like, have, like, my grandmother's dumplings, Popo's dumplings, uh, like some wontons. And came home, and uh, my dad made me some wontons, and it was, it was literally just, it was like tasting them again for the first time because I've, you know, I was brought up with them and I made them at a young age. And then going through the whole process of, 
neglecting them and not like not wanting to be even a part of them and then coming back full around like learning the you know coming into cooking and then learning everything I possibly can about like fine dining cooking and the best techniques and then coming home and tasting this and realizing the technique that goes into them right the flavor profile that you know they have in them right just you know and and just the love that you know that I can perceive through this right which I know translates you know subconsciously through anybody that eats anything you know it was one of the biggest epiphany moments he couldn't believe these tastes had been there all along why aren't I trying to learn my own cuisine you know why I why why you know, like I I have now an amazing repertoire of like techniques and you know flavor profiles and a palate you know I can take some of these family recipes and incorporate them into my food Nick set out to learn about his family's Hakka Chinese cuisine kind of like this batch of wontons we've been making today I say we but it's mostly Edie she's put together a hundred of them meticulously by hand she's like a one-woman assembly line this is the uh, the wonton skins I'm taking some of the meat, about that much, and then roll them up. This is how I, I learned from Anna. Yeah, this is the way she learned. I started, you know, learning, you know, my grandmother's recipes and actually seeing, you know, my dad and my grandmother, my grandfather cook, you know, and kind of picking up uh, different ingredients and starting to learn like all the weird bottles that have been in my parents and grandparents places you know for for all the years I've been alive not knowing what they were for or what they did or what the flavors were learning how to use these bottles and you know, learning how to use fish sauce and you know dried shrimps and you know preserved lettuces and and uh it was you know it was a calming feeling to start getting my culture back start re- relearning my culture through my food okay um so tell us, tell us what's happening. Oh, um, well, now it's ready to eat, so all you have to do is enjoy. So how many are we allowed to take? You guys are allowed to take as many as you like. If you want more, we can make more. Doesn't take long to boil. Yeah, it doesn't take long to boil. So it makes sense that when Nick finally achieved enough success to open his own restaurant, it would be based on his own take on Chinese food. He called the place Dilo. It means big brother, a term of endearment to show respect and love to an elder, a nod to the ways and tastes of older cultures and generations. We come down to the restaurant and make the wontons. We make about a thousand a week. Uh, Each batch we make is about 300 uh, so we come down three days and uh, do that here, and uh, that's what we do. Well, actually, whenever they, they, they need us, yeah. when, when they run short, then they call us, and then we, we, we come and uh, make some, a batch for them. The wontons were always there, and his parents were always there. The restaurant and these wontons have meant Nick and his parents are seeing one another in a new light, and a lot more often. They always had an image of me like being kind of a shitty kid to kind of realize that, well, he's actually, he's actually doing something good. You know, they've retired and, and uh, I have a job for them. I feel like it's something that they're very proud of, you know, to have 
one of our family recipes, you know, a part of a very successful restaurant that their son owns. Despite the tension between Nick and his father growing up, Howard always believed in his son. On his uh, graduation day when he had to give a speech and all the, the kids, they all came one by one and they all said, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be an engineer, I'm going to be an architect. And he came along and said he was going to be a great chef. And everyone laughed. How did you feel then? No, I felt proud, you know. That, you know, he comes along and says this. People laughed, but he is a great chef. Yeah, he is. He turned out to be a good chef. You know, he kept his word. Nick kept his word all right. He is one of the most acclaimed chefs in Canada. Thank you for calling Dilo. Michelle speaking. How may I help you? And Dilo, it's always in the top-ranked restaurants. Yeah, was that for this evening? Let me see what I have here. I do apologize. We are fully booked this evening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Home Cooked. If you want to try Nick's Hakka Brown wontons, head over to homecookedpodcast.com for the recipe. That's homecookedpodcast, all one word, dot com. You'll see photos by renowned photographer Christopher Wall. The show is produced by Catherine Jen and me. Please get in touch with us if you have a story and a family recipe to share. I'm Sarah Martin. Thanks for listening. And special thanks this week to composer and musician Stefan Benjevich. So Nick says that from the opening of the restaurant, the wontons have been on the menu. Like, it's it's his big seller. Yes. Yeah, it's his staples, <laughs> one of his staples. <laughs> so you guys aren't going to be off the hook anytime soon? Well, it depends if he changes his menu. That's <laughs> <laughs> a labor of love. <laughs> Thanks to Maple Leaf for supporting today's episode of Home Cooked. Every Maple Leaf product is made without artificial ingredients, just their premium meats and natural ingredients that come together to make real good food that you never have to feel guilty about serving.